0: Hi, my name's Cass. Welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast with my mom. Hello, hello. That's true. I'm his mom. I'm also your host for the Auto Parent Podcast. My name is Reverend Casey. Vanada K. Spear. I am an associate pastor and director of family ministries at Foundry United Methodist Church in Washington, D.C., and I'm a mom. Y'all, whatever we need this podcast to be, whether it's a space for solidarity or hope, to receive permission to tell guilt and shame to kick rocks whatever we need for this parenting journey i pray we find it here together so come on let's pray toward it and let's do it hello hello and welcome to the auto parent podcast episode 10 can you believe it we're in double digits It's awesome to be with you today for this episode that I'm going to tentatively title Life Happens. I'm coming to you today on Wednesday, March 17th, on the day that you're going to hear this podcast, because y'all, life happened this week. And so I want to get right into it, parenting Fails, confessions, and wins. This week, I have a uh, parenting fail that's kind of funny. So we were on our way to get some food out and about, Um, and I had been in and out of the doctor this past week. That's kind of what I mean when I say life happens. So we get into the car, we're on our way, and my three-year-old says, "'Hey, uh, are we going to the doctor again?' And I was like, oh, no. Like, he thinks now, anytime we get in the car, we're going to the doctor. Oh, it was so heart-wrenching. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, this week has been hard for me, for sure. But it's definitely been hard on them as well. I don't have a confession for this week, y'all, because it's just been a whole thing. But I do have a parenting win. And this one might be my favorite thus far. So as I mentioned, we're here on the other side of some, some medical stuff. And I uh, was talking to my five-year-old, six-year-old. Oh my goodness, he's six. My six-year-old, Cash, yesterday after kind of coming through the other side of all of this stuff. And he was being very sweet with me and was talking to me about his feelings. And he said, mommy, I just want you to know that when I see you hurt it makes me feel like I'm hurt. And I, oh my God, I wept and wept and wept and wept. But to me, it felt like a parenting win because it felt like he was so in tune with his feelings and emotions and love, that he was able to communicate that the way that he feels when mommy is sick is like he himself is sick, which is more of a testament to how this human was created than any kind of parenting that my partner and I could have done ever at all. So really big ups to God for that one. The other parenting one that I'll share too is a shout out to my partner, Greg, for the the parenting, the work. The everything that he did this week to kind of hold down the fort. He is unmatched, and I am so unbelievably lucky to have him by my side, and I know that. So... This has been a little segment called Parenting Fails, Confessions, and Wins. Remember, if you have fails, confessions, or wins that you want to share with the podcast, we would love to hear those. So you could even submit them via voice memo so we could hear your voice. Um, You could have your kids tell us. That might even be funnier. Uh, You can submit those uh, on Instagram or on Twitter at auto parent. And now it's time to do a little something different now it's time for our get real segment where we look at the lectionary text each week and we get real so for this week our lectionary passage is numbers 21 verses 4 through 9 and here it is in the new revised standard version From Mount Hor, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it upon a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. This is the word of the Lord. So (laughs) I remember choosing this passage way back and and thinking it might be really fun to kind of get into. But what's interesting is finding myself here now interpreting the text in this moment on this episode that I've titled life happens. And a colleague and I have this inside joke where we talk about how sometimes it feels like everything that's happening is poisonous fire snakes. Just all the things that are going on in life are crazy and lint is going to lint, if you know what I mean. And sometimes things just get beyond our control and it feels like, you know, Indiana Jones. If that's not the first thing you think about when you read this passage, (laughs) then I'm not sure we can be friends, I'm just kidding, we could totally be friends, but thinking about being thrown into a pit of venomous snakes, like Obby, my first sort of visceral image is of Indiana Jones, but to think about finding ourselves in the midst of this particular Lent, which is a second Lent in the midst of a pandemic, it's a a time for introspection, a time for perhaps people giving things up so that they might come closer to Jesus or come closer to the Christ as it is manifested however in the universe. And I know I saw a lot of things this particular Lent that was like, if this whole year has been a Lent for you, feel free to just skip this one. Or if you feel like you've given up so much of yourself already, then feel free to not give up chocolate this year. Like if that's the one thing holding on to you and you holding on to it, then you keep chocolate in your life, which I think all of those are wise words, but as I read this passage and think about about this sort of plan, um, and I use that term really loosely and not in a theological sense at all, but this this sort of scope of the arc of the Israelite people, these are people who have just come out of slavery and have come through the Red Sea, and Moses has led them into the land of Edom. Are to go around the land of Edom, but the people become impatient along the way. They are on the journey toward the promised land. They are on the journey toward the promised land, and they get impatient on the way. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? Why have we gone through slavery, literally through the waters of the Red Sea? Why have you performed these miracles for our salvation? And now we're (laughs) in the desert with miserable food and, and sometimes no food. And no water. We'd rather be back in Egypt. And a lot of times in uh, the church world, we call this the Going Back to Egypt Committee. (laughs) or the going back to Egypt commission. Uh, Oftentimes you'll see in churches where there are several folks or a cohort of folks who will say, well, this is the way we've always done it or this is the way we used to do it and it worked out really well. And you know what? Sometimes there's a lot of really um, beautiful and informative stuff to mine from the history of a congregation and doing all of that work is really, really important. And sometimes it's even appropriate to like resurrect some stuff and see what God is doing in the midst of that. But honestly, it's really frustrating sometimes to be confronted with the going back to Egypt committee. As I'm sure you can imagine, God being like, look, we've done this whole thing. We are on the journey to the promised land, to the land that is promised. We don't wanna go back to Egypt we don't want to go back to Egypt. And so it's interesting to think about that in relationship to what's happening in our world right now. We are coming through something, something you might call a wilderness full of venomous fire snakes, if you will. And there might be some of us crying out, How long, O oh Lord? I mean, our entire Lenten series is about lament, and all of those things are very, very important. And I also want to say, too, that if we lament without hope, if we lament without trust, if we lament without a continual desired connection to God and to the universe, then we might just find ourselves being bitten by all of the venomous fire snakes that surround us. And the beauty in this story, even, <laughs> even as it is, is that there is redemption. And in fact, there is redemption by the very mechanism that, that was terror inducing. So it's the snake that heals, which is just something interesting to think about, to think about like, what is your Achilles heel in this particular season? Think about the ways that God might be already redeeming that. What is the worst of the worst of the venomous fire snakes that surround you? For me, it might be, you know, inability to just manage and juggle all the things well, perhaps God is redeeming that for me to understand that sometimes balance is a lie. <laughs> and some of you you know, might disagree with that. I think that balance is really important. I think that seeking balance is really important. I think if you're seeking balance at the expense of your own humanity and divinity, then we've lost it. Whatever it is that is causing you as a parent to like struggle the most in this moment, look for the ways that God is already redeeming that or the ways that God is promising to redeem that on the other side of this journey, y'all, because Easter is coming. Easter is coming soon. And we need to have something to celebrate. (laughs) We do. Yeah, those are just some thoughts I have about this particular passage that, like I said, I chose weeks ago. And it's ironic to be sitting here thinking through it with you now. Let's say a prayer together. God, for all of the venomous fire snakes that surround us. We pray for your taming, for our fear. We pray for our ability to continue to show up, for the ways in which you are already redeeming circumstances and situations that surround us, for the ways that we are already Easter people, even in the midst of a Lent that is gonna Lent. God, draw near to us as we continue to draw near to you over the next week or so. Give us light and hope and breath and renewed spirit and renewed energy and creative power and divine expression. Be with us in the gap, in the wilderness in the in-between, in the unknown. Hold our hand, lift our chin, open our heart, and claim what's yours. It's in the name of the triune God we pray together. Amen. Every week, we'll have a parent mantra, something that you can say to yourself or to your partner so that you can be reminded you're not alone. The Auto Parent Podcast family and the Foundry Family Ministries are with you on this journey. Your mantra for this week is I am already being redeemed. I am already being redeemed. Because, friends, if we don't believe that, it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. I've been your host, Pastor KC. You can follow me on Twitter, at RevKCVC. And remember to be gentle with yourselves. You don't have to be an auto-parent to be a good one. Join us next week, same time, same place. You can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our family ministries department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries.